Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings. Welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. I'm Sarah Armour. I'm Molly Malshine. And we were just talking about Real Housewives of Dubai. Farah, shout out Farah. If you're listening, which I know you are. We got to talk to you. Molly is a Housewives franchise stan, and she's actually yes. loving Dubai this season. I really like Dubai. I I have to say everyone kind of fell off it after the first two episodes, and I think part of the reason is because most of the... Okay, Caroline Stanberry and Chanel Ion are the only two who have personalities that stick out from the first episode. The oh. rest of them, you're just like, who are these people... They feel interchangeable. There's only four others, but they all meld into one. And then the same thing is happening right now with the real girlfriends of Paris. Okay. Yeah. So I did not get to watch yet because I've been obsessed with the Army Hammer doc. I'm still on true crime. What's the deal with the real housewives of Paris or the real girlfriends? Real girlfriends, girlfriends of Paris. So they're trying a new format. Obviously they are quote unquote girlfriends. So they're all in their twenties, which is like, eh. it doesn't have the lifestyle porn that you want from your housewives shows. Right. Um, and once again, like three of the girls are completely identical, identical. And you're just like, how am I supposed, do they not see this? Cause whenever they're casting these shows, they're casting such a wide net right. and they're talking to so many people. And you're like, how do you so frequently manage to cast people that look exactly alike? It's very interesting. So they actually just like, they look alike. They act alike, like everything is alike. Yeah. There's two girls. I'm not even going to try to remember their names. One of them is Margot, and the other one is, let's pretend it's Victoria. It might okay. be, but I don't know. So they were doing their little intro storyline where they're like, oh, I'm a fashion designer for this fashion line. My dad pays all of my bills. It oh. turns out those were two different girls. So like I'm watching <laughs> the episode and I'm like, Wow, this girl's a f this girl's dad pays all her bills, which is a little bit annoying, but her fashion line is really cool and like that's awesome. And then I was googling what her name was to follow her on Instagram and I was like, "Oh, that's actually two separate people." That's so weird. Yeah. It's and then like I, so weird. Yeah, and then I told but that happens so much in early like when they first when you're doing the first episode or two of Housewives shows because it's not written, so like they don't know how to make the women kind of stand out as individuals because they're just kind of floating around for the first episode or two. But there's this other girl I was telling you about Anya. She is awesome. She's a character. She's, she's ridiculous. She's like a French Mrs. Maisel. And she's always wearing these ridiculous cartoon character, French person outfits. Um, she's from hell's kitchen. <laughs> she's great. So I don't what know. Are I they think all, what are they all doing in Paris? One of them's a teacher, like a, an English teacher in, for the French. Yes. So okay. it's like Godspeed, amazing for you. 
don't want to see your apartment. Don't want to know about your, I'm sorry. Another one is like, I think a student, like, I don't know. But then there's this one named, what is her name? Adia or something. And she's really cute. And then I don't know. There's like, I'm still, I'm still sussing it out. You know what I mean? Like I'm still sussing it out, but I do need a little more lifestyle porn. Even the one who dresses in the crazy French outfits, even her apartment is kind of small, but it's at least got some French charm, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's, I I like it. I just want to watch people do stuff in cool cities, you know, like I'm, I'm a big fan of that. So it's interesting because early in my New York city comedy career, I had a bunch of meetings with the Bravo people. And I was like pitching Mm. them all these ideas. And they basically said to me, like, you know, no offense, but like, you're not rich enough for us to want to work with you. And I took it like super offensively. Like I was like, so hurt. I was like, fuck these people fuck the industry and now I'm like actually I get it like why would they have wanted to see my basement apartment in Astoria well because you're entertaining I mean yeah but but they were basically saying like unless you're like in a location that is aspirational we that's not our brand yeah exactly and I wish they would get back to that because even some of the like like Real Housewives of New York City has not been lifestyle porn over the last couple seasons like really yeah like Leah McSweeney I interviewed her she's really nice really cool girl, the apartments, they were not giving, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Luann, Luann is not really like, yeah, she's, she's doing well for New York, but once she got divorced from the count, like lost the townhouse, she was living in the Hamptons for a while. Cause she couldn't afford to live in Manhattan. At it's least like, it's pretty for the camera though. You know, at least the Hampton, the Hamptons will do. Right. But like, I want to see the rich people. So, and I have a problem also with watching people who are my age and younger, because I'm like, I know this drama. It's boring to me when I'm watching the drama of people who are older than me. I'm not old enough to think it's stupid yet. Do you know what mm, I'm saying? Because my say life, more, say more. my life hasn't gotten to the level yet of middle-aged woman drama. So it holds a sort of mystique. Whereas <laughs> when I'm watching like summer house or even the bachelor or the bachelorette watching people our age or younger, just squabble about boyfriends and girlfriends is boring to me. I've lived it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you've been listening to like Casey and my bachelor coverage. It actually keeps devolving. Like, I mean, it's fun for us because we kind of get to take out our like snarky bitchy sides somewhere. But like, it is literally just young people not hearing themselves and like Mm -hmm. not knowing enough to know how stupid they sound. And it's like, at what point does this just get pull the plug on this? Right? They're just wreaking havoc on each other's hearts. This is not a show about love. Yeah, it never has been. I don't know how you guys watch it. I'm sorry. And I know I know people will say that. But I mean, I watch the housewives all the time. I don't know why I'm just on. I'm on this really deranged like mission (laughs) to watch every single episode ever of every franchise now I because I started it actually oh so I wanted to talk to you about this too tell me tell me I was looking at houses in New York and New Jersey and crying today on Zillow I can speak to this because you know I have a number of Zillow searches that I get in my inbox every single day from all different places I mean I will say even for me like looking at just like hypothetically if I were to move to Austin what would it be like versus like if I were New York is so hilariously more expensive than everywhere else on planet earth oh it's yeah o- it's overwhelming well no i was crying because i miss it oh <laughs> well you can't <laughs> afford it you can't afford it anyway so if i can well, wipe those tears baby i could afford north jersey and i could afford hoboken even <laughs> sure, yeah. so like i just was like i don't know what it is about september and 
the incoming fall vibes, the autumnal stuff. It makes me homesick every year. This is like my fourth year living not in the Northeast. I lived in the Northeast my entire life. You know, in the Northeast, we fuck with seasons heavy. Big time. We all about the changing of the seasons. Right. And you would think that in London, they would have just as good of a autumn and winter as we do. No, everything in autumn is more or everything in London in the UK is more subdued, more temperate. It doesn't get as cold and it doesn't get as hot. So like, you know what I mean? There's not like, yeah, there's a little bit of foliage. It's not the garden state parkway. Well, but like, so like, what is the climate there? Like, is it, is it because like, even for me, like I'm looking now, like, like, cause I, you know, I've lived in Florida year round now. I'm looking at Texas. Like, could I live there? What's the deal with Texas in December? What's the deal with Texas in March? You know, like these sort of pivotal months. And it just, it seems to be pretty like climate controlled on some level. Like, you know, it just, yeah. it, it does get too hot in the summer, but there's tons of pools. And then otherwise it remains pretty, like almost like LA weather. Like it's sort of just like nice, but like, well, yeah, what's, what is the climate in London? Yeah. It's just like not as hot in the summer and not as cold in the winter. It's still hot in the summer and cold in the winter, but not as much. So hmm. you're kind of like, you're like edging all year round. You're yeah. getting like, you're getting up close to feeling that like seasonal euphoria and it never quite comes. Right. Like there's no big summer. There's no big winter. It's just kind of like almost. Yeah. It's, it doesn't snow. It doesn't snow in London. Yeah. It snowed like once and it didn't stick. Wow. Yeah. That's tough. I know it's really tough, especially because it's in the summer, it's muggy, but not sunny. So you're not even like having an enjoyable summer. You're just sweating for no reason. And no one has air conditioning all summer long. They complain about how hot it is inside. And then when you say, why don't you get air conditioning? They say, because we don't need it. But it seems like you're, you're sweating and uncomfortable. Literally. It seems like all you do is complain all summer about how hot you are. Right. Like, what do you think? What do you think it's solving? It's not like people in places with air conditioning are spontaneously combusting. Like (laughs) it's not a life or death thing. It's comfort. And wear deodorant. How about if you wear deodorant? Like, bitch, you don't even have seasons. At least try to smell good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The queen's funeral stuff. So fill me in. So like the queen died a week ago. I've been dying to know like, what is the, like, let's take the temperature of the UK. Like what's going on over there? Are people just laying in the streets dying? Are people weeping as they in the grocery store? Like what is going on? I would say there's like two schools of thought. Some people are genuinely sad. Like some people are truly sad and they're like oh my gosh this is so sad oh bless her and they're actually lining up to wait 30 hours to walk past the (sighs) casket as if it's like Coachella yeah well that's one set there's three sets of people then Uh, there's people who are like fully anti-monarchy like this is a disgrace this is terrible this is like we shouldn't have Charles we need to get rid of it now there's no reason for this and they're being bolstered by the fact that there's been two or three examples of people holding up signs that said, not my king, or like someone yelled Andrew as a nonce and then got arrested. Wait, what's a nonce? A pedophile. Oh, it's, you knew it's that before? You knew that before? Nonce? He's a nonce? It's a, Brit- it's a British saying, yeah. Whoa. But like people are getting actually arrested and like penalized for speaking out against the monarchy right now. Damn. Which is crazy, obviously, like North Korea shit. It's like- yeah what is going on? And then like most people in the middle are kind of like, yeah, okay, sure. This is 
Like, of course, it's sad when a historical figure dies and a member of people's families die. And also, whoa, why are people getting arrested? And whoa, <laughs> right? why is there no inheritance tax? Wait, can you explain that for anybody that doesn't fully understand what that means? Mostly in the UK, when you die and pass your money down to your kids, there's a 40% inheritance tax. Mm-hmm. This is why a lot of uh you know the gen- the landed gentry and the nobility and the aristocracy is constantly poor mouthing because they made their fortunes generations ago and it's been decimated every time someone dies by the taxes and it's like well yeah you have to get a fucking job but they all <laughs> have these big 300 year old estates which are you know architecturally and historically significant and beautiful and they cost a lot of money to run so if anyone watched Ladies of London, you will know of Mapperton, which was uh, Julie something's uh, estate that her husband, she, this American woman married into a family that had um, an estate to run. And she's like, we literally don't have enough money for it. And it's like, they're rich enough to have an estate and an apartment in London, and they don't have enough money to run the estate because it's so old and it's so expensive. And like I said, the money that you have, not only is it not growing that much from investments, but it's a 40% tax. It's just, it's being halved every time someone dies. So it is a, I mean, I can see why super rich people are annoyed by it. Sure. Uh, because they do, it is a little bit of an. Because they're like, I finally have, I finally have super wealth. Leave me alone, right? And they're like, and I gotta maintain this this building that's been in my family for so long, and it's like the jewel of my family, like right, right. So, and, and if I and if I fuck it up, it's like my family's standing will fall forever, you know. Right. But if you're a monarch passing down to another monarch you don't have to pay any inheritance tax. Wow. And that's just, simply because they're just like in charge and get to make the rules. And so they're yeah. just going to stack it towards them. They're not even hiding that it's for any reason other than that we said so. Right. And get this, that rule was made in 1993. So like it's recent that they're like, by the way, we just get to be assholes. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> they also get to live in free buildings that the taxpayer pays for the upkeep that's where like the british royal family becomes really interesting and especially in this moment because it really is the changing of the guards like very literally and it's like you know we talk about queen elizabeth and and why she's so amazing it's because she's been like ruling for the last 70 years or whatever right but it's like how much power do they actually even have well it's interesting because what's kind of in the party line since before world war ii is that they are purely symbolic figureheads. But here's the thing. The monarch signs off on every single like law that gets passed. So technically they could say, no, I'm not signing this at any moment. They could do that. and, And if they said, no, I'm not signing this, what would that mean? It's not a law. Wow. Okay. And I mean, what would probably happen is there would probably be a referendum to end the monarchy. So it it would be probably political suicide for them to do it, to Mm. enact that. But the option is there. And a lot of people were saying, like, when Brexit went through, they were like, the people are being misled, like the queen shouldn't let this happen, blah, blah, blah. But she still did because she knew that if she they had a referendum and if she went against the will of the people, that could be the end of it. Like, Right now, the monarchy's entire goal is just to keep the monarchy. That's all they care about. Isn't that sort of everything? I mean, it's what we say when we talk about rich people and hoarding and sort of like 
the billionaires being just a little bit too proud because it's like, okay, billionaire, but unless you're actually like circulating that money, you're actually keeping money from other people. So it's like you're hoarding wealth, you're hoarding wealth. And the other thing that they have is the monarch meets with the prime minister once a week. Oh, so, I mean, think about how much influence you can have over that. And that's why I kind of understand why, like, people in Northern Ireland and Ireland as a whole, some people are celebrating Queen Elizabeth's death because they're like, she allowed a civil war to happen on her watch for 25, 30 years. Like, right. She was meeting with the prime ministers. Like, she was meeting with Margaret Thatcher every single week. Wow. And, like, she didn't go to Northern Ireland once during her reign, even though she was their queen as well or she didn't go once during the troubles i'm sorry she went before and after the troubles but she wasn't there at all during the troubles and it's like girl you're ruling over a civil war there's a literal Literally. civil war happening on your property and you're right. just ignoring it because you're apolitical what is that like what what good is that what good are you you know so right. like that's what people are saying that's why they're frustrated and you know the the soft power that they have it's like okay, well, what's the, what's the point? Well, it's almost like the point is just to like put on a show. Right. Which I think has value because the thing that a lot of monarchists say is if we didn't have the monarchy, our prime ministers would become celebrities, like how American presidents become celebrities. Like, like look at Donald Trump. Like we do have sort of a vacuum for our national family and every time a new president comes in we sort of revere their family we put them on magazine covers we like do all this stuff and they don't really do that here like one of the guys tony blair started to act that way and they kind of people didn't like it they were like Mm. stop acting like you're the head of state you're not you're the head of the government but the thing about the prime minister is they're not democratically elected either sarah wait how are they elected are you kidding me I know they have a, they have a, an election. I'm not sure how often they have this election. And if I'm wrong, I'm really sorry. I'm pretty sure this is true, but they elect their members of parliament to represent them effectively their Congress. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like they basically have just one big house of representatives and they elect them and whoever's the majority party after that, they pick the prime minister. Oh, wow. So like when Boris Johnson had to step down, they didn't hold a new election. They just had the conservative party pick a new person. So like it's like cheating. It's interesting because so many people are talking about getting rid of the monarchy now. And it's like, why don't you guys focus on like democratically electing your head of government? But what you're saying, though, is like essentially there isn't democracy. There is. It's just I mean, we don't have democracy either because of gerrymandering. Sure. Yeah. The yep, Senate, yep. like the Senate is completely undemocratic. It's all bullshit. Like, why does Alaska have the same amount of representatives as Cal- as senators as California? That's And also like Puerto Rico doesn't count. Right. It's it's absurd. We also have ways that our form of government is not democratic. Totally. And and ways that it is. But also, um, they have the House of Commons and the House of Lords here. And the House of Lords is all like hereditary. So it's lords. Oh, so like it's actually basically just like a like a J date for the royals. What? Like J date where it's like oh, it's all Jews on the dating app. I feel like House of Lords is like okay, these are the people you have to choose from in in terms of like who's a catch. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> is that right? But they probably do have a dating app for all the aristocracy <laughs> and stuff. But if not, they should. Let's invent it. Let's get let's go where the money is and make them products. The House of Lords is <laughs> guys who literally inherited a lordship. They get to be part of the government. And what is a lordship? It's like. 
Lord whatever, you were important because you gave the monarch a bunch of sheep 500 years ago. And now <laughs> your great, 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 great grandson gets to help make laws. Oh, it's sort of like a religion adjacent in yeah. a way. It's like traditionally, these are what our people have done in order to worship, done to survive or the stories that we tell that continue to be important because our grandparents and their grandparents and their grandparents, it's like the monarchy is no different where it's like, okay, so right in the beginning of the times of, of, of creating a monarchy, right. Somebody gave you a lot of sheep. They became very important in that land. And now we're just like, yes, that was an important sheep trade. Yeah, exactly. So the House like, of Commons is elected and the House okay. of Lords is just there. I but, even hate the name though, like House of Commons. Like, don't fucking call me common, dude. I'm the only one actually working out here. I know, I know. But okay, I read somewhere and I think I read it in Town and Country or Tatler. So definitely take it with a grain of salt because those are two very rich people titles. <laughs> But I read somewhere that the House of Commons has actually been responsible for stripping away more protections for the little guy because so many of the people in there like want to make a buck, whereas the House of Lords is more of a stabilizing force. But once again, I did not verify that with any other source. And I need to look it up and see if it's true because it could be a myth that rich people tell themselves. But it's something (laughs) to think about because I think the value of having a monarchy is... Like, okay, whenever people over here are like, we need to get rid of the monarchy, we need to get rid of the monarchy. I'm like, why? Because people who were just born with a lot of money shouldn't be making decisions for you. Okay, let me tell you about the Bush family. Let me tell you (laughs) about the Kennedys. Let me tell you now about the Trumps. Like, guess what? Every society in the world has hierarchies and has rich people making decisions for everybody else. Well, what about their special interests? Like, what about they control the tax codes? Okay, the House of Lords is very fucked up. let's talk about lobbyists let's talk about well right i mean that's the whole thing it's like at the end of the day like if there were laws that people put in place that said once you're a part of the government you are no longer able to participate as a lobbyist it would actually it's like a really easy thing to do in the united states like to just make it illegal for anybody to become a lobbyist after they've been a part of the government nobody will do it right because it actually is how they're all making a buck but it's completely morally bankrupt right and at the same time okay so the u.s fought a war in 1776 to 1776 get rid- new york city yeah to get rid which also isn't it so funny that hamilton takes place like in new york city i feel like none of the revolution shit was there yeah, really- yeah. he's just like i like new york i did it in the heights i'm gonna kind of make this like a two-parter but anyway who cares about whatever the philly right yeah philly was really actually the birthplace of the nation but that's why philly still has such a big chip on their shoulder because nobody fucking recognizes us i know i know (laughs) but so we fought a, a war to get rid of the monarchy and our at this point in history our wealth inequality income inequality is so much worse than it is in the uk really yes and why do you think that is I don't know, but I just know that like getting rid of the monarchy is not a silver bullet. It's like, it's, it's not like a one way ticket to socialism because there's more socialism here than there is in the U S by a long shot. Well, you know what it's like? It's like basically like the, the founding fathers, like getting rid of, getting rid of the monarchy for them, what they were actually doing was saying, we're the monarchy now. Right. Right. And they believed in this 
meritocracy of, oh, we're the guys that read the most books. We should be in charge, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, that just turned into a new power structure with stupid idiots. Like their, (laughs) their dumb kids became like a proxy monarchy. You know, how many, how many dumb, rich people do we know whose dads are really smart and then they have the rich kid and suddenly the rich kid has all the dad's money and is a friggin' moron like well and even worse it's actually like usually it's like the grandfather or the great-grandfather and then and then the father has issues because he actually isn't passionate about steel steel textiles or like the oil business or whatever and but they're trying to maintain it and then that they take out on their kids. And that is why we have just like a population of young people that just go to rehab like it's camp. Yeah. And look at succession. Succession. It's in the name. It's a royal succession. It's an American royal family. We have royal families in America. They just don't wear crowns, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's the same exact shit. So getting rid of it is not, like I said, it's not a silver bullet. What is something that could be done is um, some reforms around the fact that they don't pay taxes and that they have these gigantic like the tax dollars that fund the royal family is something like less than a dollar per person in the UK so it's like okay who cares and that's a really easy way to kind of make it make it okay but the thing is they're quote-unquote private fortunes which are not private they only own them by virtue of being the royal family they have these giant property empires the new york right. times just did a big story about it like yesterday or today what did it um, what was the like cliff's notes it for us i mean prince charles has this property empire the duchy of cornwall and it's makes 190 million dollars a year how through like ground rent and like property investment Wait, so they like are basically just like landlords? Yes. Wow. That's how a lot of rich people in the UK make their money because Sarah, you don't, when you live in the UK, you don't own, you don't own the ground that it's on. You have to pay ground rent. Like everyone's buying their house. Like it's a mobile home, but then has to like rent the property it's built on. Yeah. And (laughs) oh my God. And the price is like 10% of the value of the house per hundred years. So if you don't renew the lease, you have to pay this massive fee. I don't, it's crazy. It's so weird. And that's how they make all the money. That's how all the like aristocrats make their money is through these big property empires. It's completely insane. So all it does is take money out of working people and give it to rich people. We, we won't get too into it. The army hammer doc, which Molly's going to hate Molly. You don't have to watch. Oh yeah. I read, I read a really big like vanity fair story about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you probably get the gist. It's only a three part doc. And there was a huge emphasis on Armand hammer, the great grandfather oil tycoons relationship with the monarchy. And so there was this big scene where Charles and Diana came to the United States and they have all these clips from this like ball and Charles is on the podium giving a speech and he's like, how do they expect us to do anything without money? And it's like, okay, so clearly Armand hammer was just giving the monarchy tons of money. And, you know, they, they owned Occidental petroleum, oddly enough on like all the planes and stuff. It says oxy on everything, which is just so funny now because oxy is also the thing that's like ruining America just separately. From rich people. Right. From a rich royal family with impunity, the Sacklers. Right. Literally. It's like, it's, it's kind of like everything is everything is everything. Yeah. But so, so they basically were rich enough that they were untouchable in terms of like what they could get in trouble for, which was literally nothing. And so as a result, they just kept 
creating more and more trauma, who was the most abusive or the most evil or the most sadistic, the most trauma. And I love family astrology. So, you know, Army Hammer, the way that he is now, at what point in your blood are you just a part of the devil's family? Well, if you're a Capricorn, then you at least have the decency to take it out on yourself and not other people. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? For the record, Army is a Virgo. He's a Virgo Gemini, perfectly curating his image. But then he has a Mercury at the late degrees of Leo. So then once you finally get in behind closed doors with him, he's like, by the way, I'm a psycho. But like... (laughs) But like, it's all, and we're going to, you listen to the next app with Kira, we're going to talk about the whole thing, but that's like what it is. Like, it's, it's also wild, but it's like, I guess my, my question, I wanted to tell you that. And my question is just, you know, at what point is the monarchy? It sort of just seems like at no point is the monarchy responsible for anything. So they're taking money from Arm and Hammer and they're a part of this. You know, I don't know how much they know or how much they didn't know, but it sounds like the way that this dude was hanging out was extremely corrupt. Like he was sort of the Epstein of his time. Yeah. Well, listen, there's I don't want to go too deep into it because it's financial crime and but Prince Charles is in trouble because he accepted money from a like Saudi donor and gave the guy a knighthood because he gave him money for his charitable organization. And now now that he's king, he's immune from prosecution. The king is immune from prosecution. And and also, real quick, remember we had on a previous episode, we talked about how Meghan and Harry committed perjury and didn't get in trouble? Yes. And still won their lawsuit. So, like, yes. it's just completely, you literally can do whatever you want if you're in the royal family. It's crazy. Well, it's so interesting now because... Wait, were- also, can I say allegedly committed perjury? Allegedly. They forgot that they helped someone write a book about them and provided details about their lives to this person less than a year before they were asked about it. Slipped my mind. Yeah. I forgot. I totally forgot. I have just so many books going on. Yeah. Okay, so we were talking about Donald Trump and the question about whether it is good or bad i'm phrasing this poorly but it's like whether it was good or bad for democracy for him to be indicted and convict because it's like on the one hand if you can convict presidents or or pass presidents what does that mean for democracy versus if you can't what does that mean for democracy? So like I was making the argument where it's like, if they don't punish him for his very blatant crimes against the United States, to me, that puts democracy in greater jeopardy because it's sort of just saying like, hey, look, once you get to the top at the top, do whatever yeah, totally. the fuck you want. But, totally. there's this, but there's this big fear, even among Democrats or like, the, you know, the on the ground, just government civil servant Democrats. There's this fear that like, if you were to actually punish the president that it's going to create such an uproar i mean it's even like lindsey graham said it on the news the other day and then he sort of took it back i don't know if you saw that but he was basically like there are going to be riots in the streets and then he yeah took they're it back. gonna have a civil war they're dying there's for- gonna be a civil war yeah literally they're dying for a civil war and it's sort of inevitable on some level even in the astrology but it's sort of like is it better for the country to do what they can to try to avoid riots on the ground or set a standard for what is and is not acceptable no matter what office you're in and i don't really know the answer but it's kind of interesting because within the monarchy it seems like there's almost no checks and balances where in the united states they're kind of like pretending to have checks and balances but it's like actually at the end of the day 
truth be told, there has never been an American president who has been convicted of crimes in the way that Donald Trump hypothetically should be convicted of crimes. Richard Nixon. Yeah, but he wasn't. He basically just stepped down. He said, peace, my bad. And then just like slinked into the ether. Right. And that's why he did it to avoid a civil war. Right. that's, That's why like, not that it was as tense back then as it is right now, but like, that's why Al Gore handed the election to Mm -hmm. Bush because like he could have been like, no, I don't believe it. But then there would have been riots like it's that's the whole thing with democracy is the peaceful transfer of power. But I think like, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. But don't you think we're already in like six civil wars? Like we're (laughs) in a civil war of like school children against the NRA. We're in a civil (laughs) war, you know, that is like so dark, but so true. We're in a civil war of like food companies versus everyone who doesn't read about nutrition. We're in a civil war of drug companies versus everyone with health insurance. We're in a civil war of everyone else versus people that don't have health insurance. Like we're in a country that's eating its own. We are eating rich. It's also right. It's like rich people versus poor people. We're not, but it's not even rich people versus poor people. Like NRA versus kids. That's ideological. Right. And like, it's just, it's not even rich because it's like, even poor people are standing up for the rights of rich people at the cost of their own like dignity and lives. Well, that's why I think Trump is like, so, I mean, look, whatever you want to say about him, he's great at what he does. I mean, he is, he's, he's one of the greatest of all time and, and the worst of he's, he's the, he's the best worst of all time. You know what's fascinating? hmm. He's kind of like what I was saying about Harry Styles last week say more like really let's be kind sure not a critical thinker (laughs) and yet can tap into humanity in a way that is just like profound and obviously harry styles is using it for good and donald trump is using it for evil and like just I don't think he knows it's evil. I don't think he know. I don't even think Harry's, I think Harry Styles thinks he's like, you know, subversive. And it's like, no, bro, <laughs> you're just like pretty and you sing about watermelons. Like, I have and- to say though, after our last pod, because I'm actually not. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Not a Harry Styles fan. I never was. I started looking him up and watching. I got like on a rabbit hole of YouTube Harry Styles concert clips. Man, I'm in love. I think, whoa, yeah. he actually is un like I, I 
yeah, unbelievably he's, sexy. Like he's sex shit. on a stick. I mean, a beyond. Like I would go to the movie now just to see him fuck a thousand percent. Oh yeah, he is sex on a stick. He's literally just. Of course, Olivia's gonna leave fucking sh- Shlomo Bomo comedian Judaicus for this. Ho- I mean, Harry is as uh, dumb and hot as it gets, and that's what we're looking for. Well, and Trump is as dumb and ugly as it gets. It's really yeah. interesting. It's like. I just, I'm just so fascinated by people who are like dumb and talented. It's, I don't know why. I think because like I am, I'm not saying I'm smart, but I'm so analytical. You are so, smart. I want to say you are specifically smart. No, I would like, say I'm, I'm dumb and talented, but I have nothing to show for it. You're not dumb. You're smart. And I'm just so really analytical. So it just blows yeah, yeah. my mind that like someone could be so unanalytical. Like I don't think Trump is analyzing anything. I don't think Harry Styles is analyzing why is watermelon sugar high so catchy? He just knows it's catchy and he knows it's good. And he pulled it out of his ass and he's like, yeah, exactly. Like, this is it. It's like, well, the other thing about Harry Styles too, that I think is kind of fun is like when you hear him in interviews or when he, I love that clip that's going around where he's oh, talking it's about like a movie. It's, it's like a movie. It's that's what just, it's like. The reason yeah. I like this film is because it feels like a movie. Do you know what I mean, Chris? And Chris Pine's like, sure. Like, yeah, yeah. it feels like a movie. It's a movie. LOL. I know. But I feel like the thing about Harry and Trump that they both have in common, Air Moons, is that like until people reflect back to them what they're doing, they kind of have, have no like ground to stand on. But when they get that reflection, they're like, okay, this is the thing. Like, I don't know. No, if but Water- also I don't think they listen when people do because Harry Styles is always like, I'm uncomfortable being portrayed as a sex symbol. And it's like, bro, what do you think your job is? Right. You're, what do you think you were doing? Wait, why do you think people like you being as and also then he's also just like you know like my idol is Mick Jagger who was the ultimate fucking sex symbol <laughs> right it's like I don't know what this young generation like between Florence and Harry it's like yo you guys like let's like can we can we can we take the ban off sex symbol being some kind of a bad I would kill to be known as a sex symbol I'm sitting right. in the pool all day every day posting titty shots just so that you remember me that way like to be a sex symbol is nothing but a compliment get, right. get over it and like Donald Trump is like so sure that he's a businessman right he's like I'm a bit I'm a businessman that's what I do like you are not a businessman you literally who was it that it was Paris Hilton has done more with the money that was left to her than Trump did she wow he made more of a fortune out of what was left to her he's decimated his like he's not worth that much money so well, it's he's like- also not a businessman because he actually doesn't play with others at all so like if you consider being a businessman stealing then sure and getting in trouble man. and right. like getting sued and like it's like no trump you're an entertainer you're a reality star you are literally kim kardashian but right. you somehow became president like you're not a businessman harry you're not beethoven you're like a hot guy and like, you know it's well, like- but that's what the, but that's what i'm saying though so like so like for example like watermelon sugar right like what a dumb sort of non-song that for some reason we just love and there's like this whole narrative around watermelon sugar that it's actually about like cunnilingus which now really works into the don't worry darling plot i guess but it's like it's about kind of i don't know if until the world reflected back to him that it was about cunnilingus that he even knew it was about cunnilingus right right yeah i know who wrote the words he probably not him like yeah it's really funny well there's another thing just to get it back to the royals like 
Meghan Markle's new podcast, which I've been listening to. Oh my God. Yes. I was going to, that was next on my list. Like, have you listened? What do you think? Um, I like it. I like listening to it. She's very unself-aware, but like, yeah. Which again, I've also compared her to Trump before. Like there's a moment in the one where she's interviewing Mariah Carey, which P.S. It's about the topic of diva, which P.S. Who do you know that started an entire podcast about the top topic of diva behavior? Your girl. <laughs> in it, Mariah Carey says to Megan, well, Megan, you're a diva. And Megan Markle becomes so offended. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, why would, why would you call me a diva? And it's like, wait, so you think it's an insult? You're interviewing Mariah Carey about being a diva. Right. And, then, and she's like, well, you're a diva. I mean, Megan, you wear like 30 grand of Cartier on your wrist every time you leave the house. You're a fucking diva. Megan, like, you should be so honored. Yeah. That Mariah, the diva goat even considers you a part of the club. You should be like, thank you, Mariah. That is so sweet. Yeah. And like, she asks Serena Williams at the end of the first episode, she's like, how do you see yourself versus the way other people see you? And it's like, I think Serena Williams said, like, I don't care how other people see me. And it's like, yeah, Megan, you're a grown woman. You're in your forties. Like, you got to learn like uh, the way other people see you is like none of your business. Yeah, but let me tell you something. Astro, like uh, she is a first house Leo son with a fucking Libra moon in the third house, the community. All she cares about is how other people see her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a, it's sad because it's so self-sabotaging, you know, know. like when that's all you care about, you're never, ever, ever going to win that game because like what other people think of you is none of your business. And again, if I was in her position, like, I'm sure I would be reading every single mean tweet and crying about it. I would literally (laughs) be obsessed with the way other people see me. Right. Sure. Sure. But it's just, I just wish that someone would be like, no, like you just have to know that you're you're a good person. And like, that's really hard, but you can't obsess over what other people think. You got to like, I don't know. People in general are not walking around like, like observing you with a, with a fine magnifying glass and saying like, well, she's not this. Well, she's not that. Also, sometimes they are because, okay, Casey's going to laugh at this because I forget when or where this happened, but my mom was saying something like, I don't know. Let's say I was like, oh, my one shoe is gray and it has a scuff on it. <laughs> my mom was like, who would ever notice that? And me and Casey were like, you, you, you literally would, like, notice, you would notice it and be <laughs> like, did you see her one shoe has a scuff on it? So it's like, like with, if you look at like, and you're right, it is usually not happening, but with the, um, the Megan and Harry versus William and Kate thing, that one split second where Kate is walking far away from okay, the wait, group. Okay, wait, I'm dying to, I'm dying to talk about this. Yeah, and Megan and Harry are all over each other and everyone was like, oh, I'm not a body language expert, but like this speaks volumes. And it's like, mm, I don't think it speaks volumes. I think it says like William and Kate have had a long-standing, long-standing policy of not doing PDA at work. They're at work. They're still working members of the royal family. Meghan and Harry are not. And they're also always all over each other. That's it. They're just, that's just the way they both are. Well, but I think you're actually like nailing the essential difference between, you know, the heir versus the spare. I feel like for William, his role in the firm 
has been really set in stone this whole time. I mean, aside from Charles, it was going to, the next is William. He's known his entire life when he dates or when he participates in society in any way that he is acting as the future king, Mm -hmm. right? I think one of the big chips on Harry's shoulder is that he's not. And like, no one wants to be despair. He doesn't know what he is. He doesn't know what they want from him. They don't really, unless he's going to just be like a good girl, Princess Anne, and just like hang with mummy for the rest of his life or whatever, who also Mm -hmm. he didn't have the opportunity to. She fucking car crash, kaput, Diana no more. Like he doesn't Mm -hmm. even have a mummy to hang by. So I think, I think for Harry, what do you mean? He's got a surrogate. He's got his wife. Right, exactly. His wife, mummy. Yeah. A thousand percent. But that but that's what I'm saying. That like I think she provides, and I think this relationship provides for him more of a structure and a sort of like a, a rule book of how to act mm-hmm. more than anything that the royal family could have ever like they don't know what they want with him. He's literally just there as an extra. Yeah. Oh, mom, I'm podcasting. <laughs> Wait, look, mom, wait, show Molly your shirt. That's oh my merch. God, I love it. Um, Gemini Moon Syndrome. Oh my God, it's stunning. Mom, this is Molly. Molly, meet M- Myra. I'm sorry. I usually look better than this. I don't have any makeup on. Don't judge me. I have to say the same. <laughs> How are you? How I'm are not you? sure if I ever look better, but I'm definitely not like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look stunning. Sarah stole my dog. Oh, she's really cute, doggy. Oh, Lila's so sweet. She's a good girl. Yeah. And I'm Hi, Mom. And Hi. Welcome home. Thanks. I love you. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to finish podcasting, but you can take Lila back up. Bye, You can just put this gate up. Okay. Come on. Oh, look at her tail. I know she's, no, she has the cutest wiggly butt. She would never snap at someone, Oscar. Have you ever met my mom before? No. Um, speaking of mommies that we that we hang our hats on to just abide by, I'm the princess Anne of this motherfucking family, and Queen mm. Myra has arrived home. So anyway, lol, Molly, that's my mom. Your impression of her is so spot on. <laughs> I know everyone's like you're exaggerating. I'm like, no, it's actually the voice. Hi. You got it. Hi. Oh, I usually look better than this, but. It's so cute. She's so cute. But she is wearing our merch. So that's sort of a nice touch. Anyway, apologies for the distraction. What were you saying? My mom's home now. Oh, well, I think. Okay, so I think the biggest thing I took away from that is Megan was scared shitless. And why wouldn't she be? They went to Windsor Castle to do a little walkabout and say hi to people to say hello to the mourners and all. So like Megan this is her first time going out in public in the UK, like in a, I mean, the last actually, no, she was out in public for a split second during the Jubilee and they were booed. People were booing her and Harry. And now she has to walk around and say hi to people face to face. So she was terrified. Who wouldn't be? She looked so scared and upset. So like, of course, she's going to be clinging to Harry for dear life. Like, so would anyone. And William and Kate are like, they've just been named Prince and Princess of Wales. They're on a high, even though you know, obviously they're mourning and a death has happened. They're in a really good place right now. So of course they're going to be walking in really confident. 
like just secure in their own roles. And Harry and Meghan are sort of like just supporting each other, literally physically holding each other up because they have no idea what's about to happen and how these this crowd is going to greet them. That's what I took from that photo. And I understand it from every single person's perspective in the photo. Yeah, like like so if you guys are new to the pod, you need to know Molly and I, we are we have a secret passion or I guess mm. not so secret. We have a side hustle of learning about body language analysis. No. And it's also not even really that it's just watching this one guy's videos that tell you nothing about body language. <laughs> We're obsessed with the body language body. Yeah. Dude, I watched his he- Enrique Rosas and he and- never tells you anything about body language. All mm-hmm. he does is like shit on Meghan Markle. No, we've got and, to get him on the and pod. Prince he's, Harry. He's one of the funniest people ever. I don't know if you know. So I watched the like, live stream two hour thing that he did of them walking into the the meet and greet where they were looking yeah, at me the flowers too, me too. or whatever did you see the part where he's like oh let's zoom in here and then he like zooms into harry's shoes and he's like oh look harry finally has a nice pair of footwear he's like obsessed with like foot fashion like yeah <laughs> he was he was really upset about brooklyn beckham's wedding shoes too brooklyn beckham's shoes look like frankenstein or yeah whatever. and it's like that has nothing to do with body language you're just making fun of someone's shoes he's dying to be like a red carpet fashion analyst he's the joan rivers of our time it's like a degree in body language analysis there well, is no degree in body language analysis it is fake it is a fake <laughs> industry i'm sorry yeah but how do they have people doing it like like for the FBI and shit because it's wishful thinking. We can't even get into this because it'll be too much of a tangent. I'm just saying this and then I'm going to move to the next topic. Sure. A lot of crime scene forensics is fake and made up just so Wait, that they Wait, what? Can- no, no, no. Yes. Don't move on. What are you Sarah, what the Google fuck it, are you Google talking it. about? Okay, Google what do I Google? What do I Google? No, don't do it right now. It's too oh, okay, off okay. topic. Listen, Google it tomorrow or later on today. True crime is my lullaby. Yeah, like teeth imprints when they're like, oh, the bite marks, fake. It's completely fake. Wait, and that's so interesting too, because as somebody who is not going to watch the Army Hammer doc, that's actually a big part of the Army Hammer doc. Yeah, it's fake. It's not real. It's just like things that cops made up to give themselves more proof of how to wrongfully convict people. Wow. It's not real. But anyway, um, that's why I think body language is not real either. I mean, it's real. You can tell when someone's nervous by looking right. at them, but you sure. can't tell by the way that someone curls their lip, whether or not they're like a fascist. You know what I mean? Sure. And, that's- well, and he, he in particular, once he switched into the live stream realm, he, he sort of gave too much away. Yeah. He about- takes liberties. He right. Like when he was just doing these specifically, like, let's look at this. Let's look at this. I will show you what this means. This curl of the lip, this batting of the eyelash, this, this looking away, this flap jaw or whatever. But when he does these live live streams and he literally just sits there trashing their outfits it's like <laughs> last thing to say about that particular photo where william and kate are 20 feet away from each other well, so that's I think- the whole thing so william and kate were like 20 feet away from each other but but harry and megan were arm in arm they were like- no they were literally holding each other up they were yeah. weekend at burning each other into <laughs> that meet and greet ah. so i think part of the reason william and kate stay so far and for some reason like people are obsessed with the idea that they don't actually love each other. And I really just don't think there's anything to it. I think they actually are banking on their love. Right. And she took such a beating from the tabloids, calling her weighty Katie saying that she's desperate for him. And, and she has no identity of her own. Of course, she's never going to fucking touch him in public because the minute she does, everyone's going to be like, look, she's so desperate for his approval. Is Kate from a Lord 
a lord lady family? No, she is new money, honey, working class girl. Upper, I mean, wow, upper- she's literally just like a person. Yeah, she's a rich person, but she's a person like she her mom was a flight attendant and her dad worked in the freaking tower with the waving the things in the air. You know, what is oh, that like, called? like you mean like the air, the like blow up air balloons that are in front of like used car lots like the. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he was air traffic control. But then her mom started a party planning company. They sell party supplies and they became filthy rich. What are they selling? Like cocaine? and Like, I know her mom seems like a good time. She's like this stern party planning honcho. And her grandfather was a coal miner. She's like super working class person. So when she first started dating him, everyone was saying like, she's a social climber and like people really, really were nasty to her. And she actually got followed by the paparazzi. She must've felt like a million fucking bucks. I mean, lol. And she was like 23. Well, I keep seeing these reels now, like that keep showing up on my feed where it's like Kate post nightclub is the mood. And it's all these pictures of like her getting into the cab wearing like going out tops. Yeah, that was when I fell in love with her. I never really got it. And I don't really care about the royal family at all. You care because the gossip is incredible. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Now I do. But but, but like, if it wasn't for this, I would never even think about it. But now I'm into it because I love goss. Gemini rising. Love goss. But the whole Kate thing, not Kate thing, but I've never been. You never saw the appeal. Yeah, I've never been one way or the other. I just am like, okay, that's Kate. Now. Since the queen has died and since the reels and watching her performance, I'm in love with Kate. I know. I get the fan cams. They're called fan cams. That's what Gen Z calls them. When it's just a reel of like photos of a person, I get them on my For You page all the time. And I always watch them because I just love looking at her. I I love looking at her outfits. Looking at her. She's like a brunette Barbie. Kate is so elegant. The way that she's carrying herself, so sexy. I know. She's like a, a little Barbie. She's royal Barbie. Has William actually been cheating on her no like, what's there's with the literally... rose who is rose what's with those rumors if he was cheating on her someone would have found the proof and published it but what about that whole thing with rose huntinshire or whatever rose hanbury someone started a rumor obviously that he cheated on kate with rose and that they had the two couples had a falling out because of this there was one thing written in I don't know if it was the sun or where it was, but someone wrote one thing about it. Oh, they're not friends anymore. And then it it was never mentioned anywhere again or written about ever again. And it's been like the hottest rumor in the world since then. And literally no one has been able to confirm it or find even a shred of something to write about it. If he had, it would have been, you know, it would have been exposed because that would be the scoop of the century. Sure. So I just don't think it's true. I really don't think it's true. And, you know, then if you want to get the real um, psycho conspiracy theories, people think that Megan leaked it because they think think she was so pissed that the news about Kate said that she made Kate cry when really the reverse happened. Remember that? The reverse happened is a I know. I love it. So that's what, that's what like the theories are. That's the tin foil hat is that like, it was part of this, you know, William Harry psychological warfare. But what do you know about like, like he was at college, she was at college. He he thought she was hot. Is that what it is? Okay. So Kate was supposed to go to a different college. What? 
And then it came out that William was going to St. Andrews and she magically transferred to St. Andrews. Wait, wait, wait. And had they met before then? They actually had because she went to some snooty school and like there was some sporting event where they had been at the same place, but they hadn't met. They didn't know each other. Um, Then they started going to St. Andrews together. She was dating a different guy. Um, She became friends with William. She just kind of like they would study together and then they became roommates. Wait, I know. What? Do you ever see that vine? And no. they were roommates. No, I've literally never heard that they were roommates in my life. And I also forgot that Vine even was a thing. I know. I loved Vine. But yeah, well, they were they were roommates. They were like platonic roommates, the two of them and another guy. And then they, they there was some sort of student fashion show. And she wore this little Tatiana outfit. Ah! And he was like, oh, Kate's hot. And then they eventually started hooking up and dating. Are you implying that? I'm not implying anything. I'm just relaying facts. Okay. So are you relaying the facts that Kate was going to go to a different school, but Mm -hmm. she hadn't met? She had not met William. She just obviously knew who he was. He was the freaking, he was Diana's son. He was the most famous kid in the world i had a william poster on my wall next to jtt and leo from romeo and juliet yeah, so he, he was, was he was in there as like the heartthrob of our time he was hot he is aged so poorly okay well but he was hot as a shit in high school yeah so yeah she it does it's not really here or there whether well, it's whether a she had, it's a preference thing no, no no i'm saying it's not here nor there whether she had oh. met him because she oh. certainly <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like okay okay objectively hot not objectively hot right okay yeah, yeah sure no she knew who he was obviously and sure. they announced where he was going to school because he's the he's the second in line obviously they announced that stuff and it was sort of a pr move because most future monarchs go to Oxford or Cambridge, but this was at a time when like Scotland was wanting independence, which they kind of always are off and on. So I think someone in the Royal family was like, Oh, let's send William to college in Scotland because that will strengthen our bonds in Scotland. So she switched her school. She switched schools. Okay. I'm pulling up Kate's chart right now because I'm just curious. She was supposed to go to Edinburgh. She's a Capricorn. She's the Capricorn. January 9th, 1982, 7 p.m. And what do Capricorns do? They're goats. They climb the ranks. A climb. Right. Well, that's what I'm always even saying to you. Like, I'm a Capricorn moon Mars. You're Mm -hmm. a Capricorn sun. It's like, I don't give a fuck if space trash at the top creates some like whirlwind of attention and income per our conversation even before that's why i was like you know what it's fate that i'm a felon and i couldn't get to molly's wedding because somebody's got to keep the enterprise keep the train because if we actually keep walking up the mountain of a gossip and a gossip and a gossip we're gonna be the news we're going to be on everybody's tongues that is the capricorn way it's a slow build yeah. towards the empire so do you have your notes for the royals up because actually i'm thinking about prince george's chart actually so according to my research just now kate's a capricorn son and a leo rising royal she's a capricorn son in the fifth house the leo house so what does that mean that she's fucking fucking around for status 
What is fucking around for status? You know, like giving the pussy the prince. Stop. You can't say that. Okay, I'll cut it. But like, that's what it means. It means that like, like she's attracted to, like it means if she's going to give her pussy up, it's going to be to a... Like she, she's attracted to status. Who isn't? Some people, some people are like anti-status, you know? Right. I mean, like I spent my whole early twenties being like, I like to date musicians. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kanye actually, aside from Kim, likes to date not status. Yeah. Well, Kim was not status when they started dating. No. And Amber wasn't. And Chaney Jones is not. And he actually had his high school girlfriend that he dumped beforehand. All of Yeah. He likes to Pygmalion people, but that's men versus women. It's, it's like evolutionary. It's a stereotype, but like it also exists because of nature. Like when you're a woman and you have a kid, you're incapacitated for at least a year. You're not out hunting and gathering. So it's like, you better be with someone who can hunt and gather. And if you're a guy who's spending all his time hunting and gathering, you're going to be like, let me get the girl with the biggest boobs and the biggest hips (laughs) so she can feed my kids. Nowadays, we have a lot more leeway. You don't have to be so strict with those gender roles because you have office jobs and certs and things like that. You know, there is a documentary that I watched on CNN about the business of surrogacy you've got to watch the documentary it is the mind fuck because you have to wonder if like tearing a kid away from its mom can fuck up the bond like the thing is like when you're a baby you need that like skin to skin contact with the person that carried you but also like it's probably fine because guess what our parents were raised like not getting hugged babies adapt exactly babies adapt and like there was not a culture of hugging babies until the last like 20 years people still think making your baby cry it out is a good thing and it's not every study has shown that sleep training crying it out whatever like it it hurts it makes your baby feel like they need to build up a wall so i think with the whole controversial side of surrogacy, I think as long as the baby is going somewhere that it is getting hugged and loved and everything, it probably doesn't really make that big a difference. And if it does, it's not going to be any worse than like every boomer who was raised crying it out in their crib. Okay, but Kate and Will. So I'm looking at their charts together. Kate is a Capricorn, fifth house, sun, full moon baby, opposite, cancer, moon north node she and william have the same moon the same north node whoa which is what cancer wow mother family home william was born on a new moon kate was born on a full moon so kate's a capricorn sun cancer moon he's a cancer sun cancer moon together they're creating the sort of like what happens behind closed doors at home versus like what happens in public capricorn status she is the a perfect match for him beyond he's mommy she's daddy that is what it is so like in this picture that we're talking about where she's like standing away from the group okay you could look at this picture and say the kate is separate of the group but it's like no also, actually, it's one split second it's a split was- second what kate is doing is holding it down for the fam and going follow my lead homies yes. i fucking love her i know she's really like their hope for keeping the friggin' monarchy like people love her even like even irish people love her 
like they'll secretly be like, you know, I think she's got a really good head on her shoulders. She seems like really stable person. She's never complained one single time in her life about like publicly. I'm sure she's complained behind closed doors, but publicly about the press, about anything. She has never said a single thing about anything being difficult. Kate's Venus and Mercury are exactly conjunct in Aquarius, which is why she has your Venus is in Aquarius too. It's why she has the ability to sort of like stand back and detach and that she doesn't have to do anything like overt or like dramatic. I mean, her mid heaven, her legacy is basically on the same degree as the queen's zero degree sun in taurus and the king charles's moon in taurus that's kate's legacy she is the ruler she is going to be the public face like of the family i just want to say side note the one thing that i hope comes out of this transition of power is that we acknowledge king charles was not some filthy cheater. He was in love with Cammy and was not allowed because of the rule of the royal law to be with someone that wasn't a virgin and that wasn't gonna like Camilla and Charles have I think maybe the greatest love story of all time. I think they are yeah. a gen I think that like the big change that I hope happens is that we get a ton of fucking Hollywood flicks about this incredible romance. I mean, this is the most romantic storyline I've seen in my adult life. I hate when people cheat on each other, but I do agree. He didn't cheat on her. I mean, he technically did cheat on Diana, but it's not because, yeah, but he didn't choose that. It's because he was forced into a marriage with a teenager. He chose it. Come on. No, he loved, he wanted to be her tampon from day one. Yeah, but you don't choose, you choose to do that. No, Elizabeth said to him, Camilla ain't it. I know, but then like, all right, I gotta go. You gotta give it a try. You gotta try to be faithful and also especially. I think he did though. According to him, he tried for like three years until she was too bulimic to move forward or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, he gave Camilla a furry slit the night before their wedding. So you tell me. I know. I know. I know. I mean, it's so, it's so, it's so complicated, but I don't blame him for that. I think that it's, that's, I, I think that they're the beginning of the, of the like turning of the times for the patriarchy because he would have never been a cheater. He would have never been a cheater if he was just allowed to be with Camilla. Okay, well, I don't want to make him a hero against the patriarchy for (laughs) cheating on his 19-year-old wife. Fair, fair enough. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I cannot wait for the Hollywood versions of this love story. I think that they fucking love each other. I think it's a case for Camilla objectively is less cute than Diana and he just fucking loved her one of the things that sticks out in Tina Brown's book about Diana the Diana Chronicles which if you need a primer on Diana you need to read that or listen to it on audible the narrator has a lovely voice Hmm. um one of the things that always sticks out to me is Diana confronted Camilla at a party and was like why are you sleeping with my husband blah 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 and Camilla said to her you've got everything like you've got everything basically why can't I just have him you've got the two kids you're gonna be the queen you're beautiful everyone's obsessed with you you look like a Barbie like you don't even like him why can't I have him so I think that was like kind of that their mindset and I think Charles's mindset too was like I'm giving Diana everything I possibly can I'm just in love with Camilla but again 
if it, if she wasn't a literal teenager, it would be a little more palatable. Well, and it's like I watched I watched that documentary, that HBO documentary about the the like found footage documentary, and it's just really clear that like Diana actually just like was a teenager, and like yeah. I feel for her so hard. She thought she was she thought she was living in a fairy tale. She was yeah, like, like, oh my god, I'm Cinderella. I can't they, believe this. Thousand, like they were in completely different realities about like what was going on, and it's. It is heartbreaking, but it isn't because he's like some fucking asshole. It's because the 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 rules of the royal court made it impossible for anybody to choose happiness. Then yeah. now she gave the blessing. She said, "Okay, queen consort, Cammy's been it. She's always been it. We're our bad." She hasn't always been it. Well, she's been it now. That's what now. she said. Right. I mean. Also, this is the other thing. Whenever people, and people are going to give me flack for this, but I believe it. There is no, I mean, like everyone gets a lashing from the press when they're famous. When you're in the royal family, it's even crazier because you have the entire British press obsessing over you and trying to rip you down. Having your phone tapped and having the entire world hear that your boyfriend wants to be your tampon and mm. then never ever publicly complaining about it that's insane dedication that's dedication space trash trash in space space trash lifestyles the rich and your space trash celebrities they're trash but the astrology can help us understand Transmission incoming. <laughs> Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. <laughs> 